I'm Christy Hurt, the founder of The CoLab, which is a member-led, inclusive global networking community for fashion, beauty, wellness, retail, and consumer luxury professionals. I'm glad you're back for season two, where we have more career stories. Every week, two members interview each other, so you'll get to hear two different stories. I hope you'll learn from these stories, listen to them, share them, and join us and tell your own story. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It depends uh, where you are in the world when you're listening. Uh, I'm Céline Kaplan, uh, founder of Céline Kaplan PR, a small boutique agency based in New York. And I am here with um, the amazing Kalana Barfield-Brown, who um, is a fashion inspiration, uh, an an entrepreneur, a female entrepreneur, a beauty editor, a fashion maven and a long dear friend of mine. Uh, We've known each other since, uh, I don't want to date myself, so I'm (laughs) quiet, but she um, has been always an inspiration and she, um, I I knew her from her in-style days um, and she, um, she's based now in New York, but there is some things that are in the move and um, is, um, just an inspiration and a joy to work with. And uh, we bonded, even though we were in the beauty industry when we met, we bonded over fashion. And yes. uh, it's just <laughs> Hi, amazing. Celine. Hi, Celine. <laughs> Hello. So can we, um, so I have, I'm, I'm here to grill you apparently on oh, this. Oh, let's do it. Let's do this, it. Uh, you know, a collab podcast career series, uh, which is a, such a smart idea uh, when we all need to collaborate together. So I'm just really happy to be that we're both part of it. Yes. Um, so first and foremost, where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? Yes. And, um, and and why did you move to New York? Ooh, okay. So I grew up in Seattle, Washington, um, born and raised. And I then went to college. I moved to D.C. Um, after graduating from high school. I moved to D.C. to go to Howard University. Um, and I majored in journalism at Howard. And I minored in fashion merchandising. I feel like everybody... Everybody now knows about Howard because of uh, our vice president of the United States. But Howard is um, one of the biggest historically black colleges and universities. And I'm a proud alumni of Howard. Um, After I graduated from Howard, I moved to New York the day after my graduation to start as an intern and I as an intern in fashion magazine at a essence magazine. Um, and you know, it's funny, like when I think about it, all of my friends, after we graduated, everybody has their degree, like everybody was walking into paid jobs. But, you know, for me, I knew that I wanted to work in fashion. I knew that I wanted to work in magazine industry and you couldn't, you know, just apply from college for an assistant job at a magazine. Like you would never get, get the job. You had to know someone, you had to have experience. So I jumped into an internship job, which I made a stipend of $15 a day. It was just like a food allowance. It wasn't, you know, yes, it was just a food allowance of $15 a day. But honestly, I didn't care because I, I wanted so desperately to like get my foot in the door at a magazine. Um, And so while I was at Essence, InStyle magazine called me 
and offered me an internship. So I left Essence and I went to InStyle. And honestly, the rest is history from there. You know, I started as an intern at InStyle and um, eventually after, I think I interned for maybe like almost close to, you know, almost close to a year, um, a little bit under a year. And um, I eventually ended up getting hired as the beauty assistant working under the beauty director. And, um, and then over the years, I just worked my way up. And I think we probably met when I was an assistant at InStyle um, and you were um, at Bourgeois. Um, and, and yeah, so I started, I started as an intern at InStyle and just worked my way up from assistant to assistant editor, to beauty editor, to senior beauty editor, to beauty director. And yeah, and that's that's how I got to New York, and that's how I started. Yeah, New York. It was it was really a, a a dream of yours. Congratulations! Like it's you know to be to be on on a on a intern stipend in New York is um, <laughs> such a joy. <laughs> yeah, it was a struggle. Okay, Celine. Like yeah, I I'm, was making fifteen dollars a day, and then. I went to InStyle, and when I started at InStyle, I, I got a raise to $6 an hour. <laughs> I was making $6 an hour as an intern. And, you know, obviously, like, that is not enough to survive in New York. So I had a retail job that I went to after I left my internship every day. So I got off at 6 o'clock, and then I had to start my retail job at 6.30 at Club Monaco on Fifth Avenue. Um, and that was how I was able to like buy the clothes that I wanted to wear to go to work to present myself in the way that I wanted to to do that. But yeah, it was a struggle. But you know, it's I always tell like I always say like you have to sacrifice. And and it was a time in my life where I didn't care about money. It was all about experience. It was all about getting my food my foot in the door. And the money came later. Um, so I I I love that. I I feel like the internship experience is really what grounded me and humbled me and gave me experience. And I never walked into my job ever feeling a sense of entitlement ever. You know, there was nothing that I was above. I mean, if an editor wanted me to go, whatever anybody wanted me to do, I was so happy and honored to do it because I was so excited to be uh, at a, at a dream magazine that I wanted to work for. So yeah, so that's how I started. Talk about a drive, my God! Like yeah. this is insane. Um, <laughs> but you know, it obviously paid off because then your your career at at InStyle, even within the beauty role, um, mm-hmm. I know it was it. You always wanted to do this, and mm-hmm. that was your your drive. I mean, honestly, I don't think you could even deter from it if you wanted to. That seems right. that way. Right. right. Um, it's like inside calling. And uh, and it shows um, because each time we, we work together, it's like the the passion um, perspired through everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, so I remember when we when you were working at InStyle, and mm-hmm. uh, you your role became more than just the beauty director. Mm-hmm. It was uh, more being the face of InStyle and doing. Mm-hmm growing more in the industry, mm-hmm. almost outside of InStyle. How did that yeah. come about? What, what yes. was the, the trick? Yeah. So I think what, you know, what started to happen is I, over the years, you know, I, I, um, I was in different roles and starting from assistant and then working my way up. But 
honestly, my longtime editor-in-chief, Ariel Foxman, he was the first person, I can't remember what position I was in. I may have been like senior beauty editor, but he was the person that gave me my first opportunity to, to do TV. And he said to me, and I'll never forget it, he said, he called me in his office and he said, I want to put you in media training. And I was like, my heart started beating because I never saw myself you know, being on TV, I was just terrified of thinking about being, you know, in the public as a public face and doing, you know, that just seemed like a lot of pressure. And he said, you know, there are not enough black faces on TV and you are in a position where you can, you know, you can inspire a generation under you who of girls who look like you. We need to see more black faces on TV. And I want to put you in media training. And I was, you know, I was so nervous, but I was also so honored that he saw that in me and he saw something special in, he, in me that he thought could resonate on TV. So I did, you know, I did my media training, the company paid for it. And then I started to do, they, the PR team started to book me for local TV segments, beauty segments, where I would talk about beauty trends and then local TV turned into the Today Show and Good Morning America and I was that was something that I really enjoyed because I didn't think I was good at it at first, but it was it gave me something to work towards to get better at. And every time I wanted to get better and better and better, I wanted to be more natural on camera and more natural. So it was something that I always just kind of worked at. And yeah, and I think that the more that I did the TV, the more the brand saw me in a light of a face. And so I started to do a lot of the business opportunities and um, a lot of a lot of the events that we were hosting in style was you know obviously one of the biggest celebrity driven magazines and we host um, you know we hosted our in style Golden Globes party and we have so many different events and you know I was always a part of those events and it just was great and it kind of like led me into all the things that I'm doing now. What a what a what an amazing training without I mean it because you knew it but it was again mm -hmm. kudos to your drive and thank you to your editor in thanks to your editor in chief that saw this in you you know yeah like, okay this is not just a beauty editor no offense to just beauty editor yeah but, but he saw more he saw more in me and um, I always thank him for that because he saw something in me that I didn't even see in myself and you know ironically, <laughs> a few years later, everything changed in the industry where it was about being a, a, a brand. It was about personal branding and it was about, you know, social media and it was about, um, you know, being a personality and sharing more of your personal life. So it's like, yes, I work for inside, but people wanted to see a little bit more about how I got ready to what I wore to work every day and all these different things. And thankfully, I was kind of, I was very comfortable with doing that because of the training that I had started a few years prior because of my editor-in-chief. That's an amazing experience. And then, um, and I, I, yeah, I remember that transition and then it was Kalana here, Kalana there, Kalana yeah. again. Like, you know, like I, I, I know Kalana, like I'm, yeah. I'm kind of, I know a celebrity. Um, but anyway, <laughs> and then how did you move? Okay, so in style was was your life for yes. so long. Like yes. it was, you lived it, breathed it. Yes. And you, every other day you were in LA for obvious reasons because yes. it is a celebrity-driven magazine. And then you 
you were groomed and you took it on at full force, like everything you do. And then what was the process and turning point for you to move into your new business and your entrepreneur? Like you're honestly, a female entrepreneur. Yeah, honestly, it got to the point where um, it just started to feel like, you know, I had things that I wanted. I had been doing the magazine, been in the magazine business for so long. And I started to feel like um, things were changing. And it was more about, you know, it was more about um, personal branding. There were opportunities that were being presented to me from brands that I normally worked with through my role um, at the magazine. But they were, you know, opportunities that were presenting itself Um, outside of my role at the magazine and I wanted to explore them more and it also felt like the industry was changing and it's almost like what you were saying when we talk you know we've talked about this Um, you have to be able to continue to innovate if you do not continue to innovate you're going to you either it's like either you sink or you swim and you won't be able to swim if you don't adapt to what you're seeing in your face every day so there, I felt like there were a lot of people, you know, in the magazine industry that were very comfortable with how things had always been, but things were changing and people weren't adapting. And I was like, I want to adapt. I want to, you know, I want to, I want to be ahead. I don't want to be behind. And so I just took a chance on myself. You know, I believed in myself and I said, you know what, I'm going to start doing some of these independent things. And I never saw myself as an entrepreneur ever. I remember, you know, when I remember editors that I looked up to over the course of my career, I remember them leaving because maybe they started a family or they had a baby and then they said, you know what, I need more time to do with my family. So I'm going to start my own business. That always sounded very scary to me. Even looking at what you did, it was like, I loved, it was so inspiring to see you have your own PR agency, but it never felt like that was for me because I was always, I always had a fear of like, well, what if it doesn't work out? You know, what if it doesn't work out? I want to make sure that I have my stable income that I'm, you know, that I have. And I'm just scared to take a chance on myself. Well, that changed. I just, you know, I just realized that if you don't take a chance, it's never going to happen for you. If you don't put yourself out there, you don't, you know, believe in yourself, you're you're always going to be working for someone else. And as much as I loved my job, I didn't see myself forever working for someone else. Um, I started to change what I saw for my and what I wanted for myself um, and my dreams and my goals for myself began to get bigger and bigger. And then as I pushed myself and started to accomplish some of them, it just continued to evolve. And it was like, wow, oh my gosh, I didn't know I could do this. I didn't know I could do this. And, got this. Yeah. And it just, and it just all worked out, you know, and, and I just, I credit, I, I always love my time as, um, as an editor. And I think about it because I do feel like it's almost what you said about, you know, the, the people that you work with. It's like, you want to work with people who really have credibility. And so I, I credit all of my years of being in the beauty and fashion industry to, you know, it's the reason why I can do what I do now and collaborate with the brands that I collaborate with the years of work that I put into it. It wasn't like a, you know, this, oh my God, I woke up one day and I started taking pictures, you know, that was no, it's like, no, I really do this. You know, I really have played years of, years of, um, of, of hard work and dedication into my craft. And so it's nice now to be able to work with a lot of the brands that I worked with through InStyle and through my job as an editor now to be able to work, work 
with them as brand partners independently um, by myself. So yeah, that's really how it how it came about. It was the perfect landing platform for you. You didn't yeah. know it, but I didn't you know, know it. <laughs> one door, one door closes, one door open, and not that yeah. it closed that in style, but yeah. I think it was the perfect timing for you to grow into your own business and, yeah. and do what you do. But in a way, it's a normal continuation. It's yes. a pivot, but it's just bigger and better. Yeah, in my yeah. opinion, absolutely, absolutely, and you know. I just think that like everyone's life has different chapters and like, you know, my magazine life had a great, you know, that was one chapter of my life and it was, you know, such an amazing chapter of my life. And then now it's even just, it's just like I'm at a different stage of my life and I, I love what I'm doing because it's like, I can really wake up and say, I want to do this and then put it to work, you know, and I love that. And I don't have to you know, answer anyone. I'm my own boss. I know. <laughs> and I, you know, that freedom is, you know, is priceless. So, it is so priceless. Yeah. I yeah. agree 100%. Yeah. It's a, it's an amazing, I, there is no way back after that. I don't know. No way. It. It's like, I mean, you couldn't pay me, you know, to go back. I Absolutely. It's just, yeah. So I, I'm really happy um, with how things have played out. And, um, but I always, I always try to credit the people that I feel like believed in me, the people that pushed me, the people that told me that I could do it, the people that supported me, you know, I, I all of so many of my, you know, mentors, Amy Sinek, who was, you know, my yeah. longtime boss that I worked boss. under at InStyle. She was like the most supportive. I learned so much from her, you know, about being an editor and about the beauty industry and, even when I wanted to segue and, you know, into fashion, because I was like you, where you had your, you know, you worked in beauty, but then you, you loved fashion so much. And, you know, so then you started, you know, you, you took on a res um, and the same thing happened where it was like, I was in beauty. And then I, I have always been such a fashion girl. And so I, you know, was able to talk to my boss and they were able, they were like, okay, let's change your title. Let's, you know, bring you into, um, into, fashion stories and how you can contribute to the fashion department. And so I just, you know, appreciate all the people who like actually believed in me and let me do the things that I wanted to do. Um, and so, yeah. So then uh, a few, uh, two more, I mean, I have many more questions, but one yes. in, in your life, did you do, mm-hmm. did you ever do in your career something that you felt was completely wrong for your calling? Mm. You know, I think the only thing, well, I won't say the only thing, but the first thing that comes to mind, if I, you know, ask myself that, like, what did I do wrong or what could I change or what have, what I would have done different, I think is not taking enough risks. I, you know, I was at InStyle for years and I love my job, but I never went anywhere else. You know, I stayed in at the same magazine for, you know, which is great because it was a family to me, but I never took enough risk to like move on and go somewhere else to try something different. Um, or even, you know, I even think about like when I was in college, you know, I, I would have loved to move to Paris and do a year in Paris and learn a different language and do a study abroad. And I never took those risks. And I, if I could do it again, and this is what I will teach my daughter, you know, is to believe in yourself and to take risks and be comfortable being uncomfortable. 
learn how to get comfortable being uncomfortable because that's what really pushes you. I think that when you stay very comfortable, you, you know, you're kind of like boxing yourself and you're putting yourself in a box and it's hard to get out of that box because you only want to be comfortable. And it's like, no, you have to be, you have to be okay with being uncomfortable. You have to be okay with potentially failing because you learn from that. So I think that that would probably be my one thing is that I was very comfortable and I don't think that I took a lot of risks. And if I could do it again, I would have done more. Being that now that you basically are a, a media mogul, mm-hmm. <laughs> an um, what what are the challenges you you have being an entrepreneur? Because it's challenging from being an employee to an entrepreneur. Yes, many yes. people do it. But what's the le- like the quick learning that you mm-hmm. can share? The the word of yeah. wisdom. Well, the first thing is like one thing that I've learned is like you having a team is priceless. You know, there are a lot of people that I know that want to do things themselves because, you know, they don't like to delegate or they, you know, they might micromanage and they just are comfortable with doing things themselves because they're like, I know that if I do it myself, I do it the right way. No, I've learned you have to have a team, put a team in place. You know, for me, it was making sure that I, you know, hired a manager and hired an agent and, you know, let them help me with my business because that's what they specialize in. And it's helped me so much because I have been someone that, you know, have had oftentimes tried to do everything myself. And it's like, no, let up, you know, hire, hire an assistant and and get some help. So I've learned that I had to learn that, that, you know, you do need help. You can't do everything yourself. Um, And then I've also learned that, you know, (laughs) the the challenge too, now that, you know, I'm a mother too, I have two babies and just really trying to find balance where you have to learn how to turn off, you know, because when you work for yourself, you are, you are checking your emails all day. You are, you know, you are tuned into what you do and you're always, there's, you're never not working. You're never not working, but I had to learn how to, I had to learn how to like, okay, it's six o'clock, put down your phone. It is time for the babies. You know, I really had to learn how to manage my time and learn how to shut off because I I didn't do that. I was so on the go, on the go, on the go, you know, and just making sure that I was responding to emails very quickly and just on top of things. I knew everything that was going on. And now I, I realize like, it's okay to kind of like, put things off to tomorrow because tomorrow's, you know, going to be there when you have, yeah, it's hard, but it's, but I've learned how to do that. And it took a while for me to learn how to do that. And then, um, in your opinion, um, Mm -hmm. what are you the most proud of in your career? Something that you can share it. It's that we would love to hear. Oh, what am I the most proud of? There's so many things that I'm proud of. Um, I love that I have become a voice and have been able to use my platform for young girls who look like me because when I was growing up, I didn't see a lot of people who looked like me doing the things that I wanted to do. Absolutely. I wanted to work in fashion and beauty and I'd never and I there were very few black women, specifically women with darker complexions like me, you know, who looked like me that we're in it. And I think that that there's a problem with that because I, you know, 
I think when you're when you're young, you want to see someone. You want to be able to see yourself through someone. When you see someone who looks like you doing that, what you want to do, you believe that you can do it. When you don't see anyone who looks like you doing what you want to do, you believe that you can't do it because you're not good enough or you're not what they're looking for. Um, so I'm happy that I was able to get in a position to where I was able to break barriers and people believed in me and gave me an opportunity. And now I can inspire young girls who look like me who want to work in the fashion and beauty space. Um, I think that that's probably the most, the, the thing that I'm the most proud of, but also creating, a, using my platform to create awareness for things that affect my community. You know, I went to a historically black college or university. Now I can use my platform to educate about why historically black colleges and universities are so proud, so important um, and talk about the things within my community that are meaningful. And so I think that that's, I think that when, you know, I started off, started out in fashion and beauty, it was, I was just so happy to be, to have a seat at the table. I was so happy, but I didn't use my voice in the way that I wanted to, because I didn't think I could. I was just so happy. I didn't want to say the wrong things. I didn't want to do anything that could you know, potentially I could lose my spot if, you know, per se, yeah, but, totally. you know, as I've been able to grow and evolve, I've been become, you know, you, you get, as you grow, you become more confident, you become, you know, much more comfortable in your place. And then it's like, you know what, now I have this platform. I have a responsibility to be able to be a voice for my community. So I, you know, I hope that, that, that is, um, that, people see that and, and that I'm doing a good job at it. But I think that that's what makes me proud is when I can, can I, when I can use my platform for things that are meaningful to me to, you know, create awareness or to make my community feel seen. Totally. And it's, uh, and you're doing an amazing job and it is so crucial and so important and, and, um, and for your daughter and for you and for your community, it's, um, mm. It was long time needed, you know. So, um, yes. so they, yes. thank you for that. Really, like it's, uh, and you should thank be proud you. and keep uh, going. Kim, sky's the limit, um, literally. And then, um, so I, we know what what you could have done differently is take more risk. What is a, a sense of failure in your yeah. career? I can't see any. But you, you're in an ins like this is a, a closed platform for now until we go live. But what, in your opinion, what can we learn from one of your uh -huh. failures? Your opinion. Oh, one of my failures. What can we learn I, from? I'm not sure there is any. I don't. No, there definitely are. <laughs> I would say. I would say. Um, you know, the biggest thing is to you know, for me, is to use your voice. You know, if you're regardless of what you're doing, if you're on staff at, you know, working for a corporation, if you're an entrepreneur, use your voice, period. Of the things that matter to you, the things that you're passionate about, don't be afraid to speak up because I think everybody has a voice and, and the only way to kind of see change and to stand for the things that are meaningful to you is to use it, no matter how big or small your platform is. Um, so I would say that that's not that it was a failure, but I do would say when I very first started out, I don't think I spoke up as much as I should have. Um, and so I've, I've definitely learned from that. And now every chance I get, <laughs> I'm talking about the things that are meaningful to me. Yeah. Yeah. 
no, it's it's um, it's true. Um, what's next for Kalana Barfield Brown? Oh, well, I have a lot. I know a little lot of things. Yeah, I have a lot of things that you know that I have um, in the works, but you know, definitely continuing to you know stay in the fashion and beauty space. I'm working on a few great projects with a few great brands. Um, and I have some stuff that I can't talk about yet, but all very exciting. And I'm just going to continue to do things that make me happy. Um, and while trying to, you know, continue to be the best mother and wife I can be, and you know, um, but yeah, I do have some, I do have some things in the works that I can't talk about yet, but I've just, you know, really just continue to work on projects and opportunities that make me happy. Yeah, your your voice is important, and um, but make it stylish, which you it, do. It listens, you know, anything that we are doing, we, style comes first. <laughs> Absolutely, always, yeah. always. Like sometimes I have, like I'm drooling over your Instagram because of a shoe or something, and I'm oh god. So yeah, use your voice, but make it stylish, and you're doing it really, really well. So thank you, wow. Celine. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Collab Career Stories. Follow us on social media at Join the Collab and join us so you can tell your story.